So let's talk about personal leadership and what that means. So what does personal leadership mean? And philosophically, for me, everyone is a leader. Everyone is. And there's the debate about leaders aren't born, they're made, or leaders aren't made, they're born, and and all this kind of uh, discussion about leadership. If you do a Google search on the word leadership, it nine times out of 10 talks about leading other people. And for people who've, who've been around me now long enough know that I believe that tasks are managed, but people are led. And those people include yourself because it is personal. You can choose. You can choose to go to work. You can choose not to go to work. You can choose to be happy at work. You can choose to be unhappy at work. And how do we need to act and think to be our best? So these are the types of things we're going to talk about tonight. So last week, two weeks ago, we talked about respectful interaction, which is being a good corporate citizen. So being patient and showing curiosity for the views of other people, looking for ways to grow and stretch and Volunteering. Uh, there was one thing in the Marine Corps, they always told us, you know, never volunteer. And, and if you volunteered for something, you got, you know, jibed from everybody else because you raised your hand and volunteered. If you're not volunteering, you're really not learning anything, right? You're not stretching and you're not growing. So looking for opportunities to connect with other people and support other people. So kudos to you who came tonight, right? This is the opportunity to connect and support each other. We allow ourselves to be wrong on occasion. We have to, if we assume we're right, we reduce the amount of new information that we can take in. So if we're always right and our brain is full, then we can't take in anything else. We should accept that we might not be right all the time and allow us to learn from each other. And then engage other people in ways that build their self-esteem and not our own. For all of you out there who have worked at an environment that has a performance management system that's based on the opinions of others, that does 360 feedback and goes through a process of, of forced distribution, even though people don't want to say that they actually do that, you live in that kind of environment, you know, can you really trust that what someone is saying about you is how they actually feel? Or is it just to score good points on their own performance appraisal? So that's why if we can engage other people in ways that builds them up instead of ourselves, then it's a major step toward being respectful in the workplace. So this is what we talked about two weeks ago, which leads us into personal leadership. So personal leadership is really all about yourself. And I said this a couple of weeks ago too, and it's so good, it's worth saying again, when you point your finger at someone else to blame them or, or, or to hold them accountable or to deflect, um, to deflect responsibility from yourself, Point your finger and open your hand and you'll see three fingers pointing back at you. 
So what could I have done or what could you have done to make that interaction that happened today better? So these are the things that personal leaders ask themselves. So manage your focus instead of your time. So you can achieve more with less. You do quality work and quality time at once. So you manage what you focus on and not manage the time that you have. So how does that work? So let's say I've got three hours to finish this project, but during that time I've got you know, these many distractions, I've got my phone on, I got the email coming in, I got the chat box coming up, I got my boss walking by, I've got all of these things going on, they're having a party in that corner over there, and that's distracting. So what could I do in 15, 20 minutes if I had total focus? Instead of three hours trying to manage through chaos. So if I focus, I can do better work faster. And the next one, managing our energy instead of our effort, it kind of goes with the first. We can be productive without being so busy. So we can get things done if we're focused without running around acting all busy and crazy. Because that just leads us to, you know, unhappy, being unhappy in our workplace. The next one is to know what you do well and why you're doing it in the first place. Work isn't just work anymore, it's a chance to contribute your talent to people and ideas in which you believe. So if we really know who we are and what we do well, and at the same time, understand our own weaknesses or where we're not as strong as other people, we can do better together. So I'll tell you a story of several many, many years ago, too many to count. I had executed this huge project in Irvine, California, and the CIO flew out from Charlotte to congratulate me and he handed me a promotion and took me out to dinner. And one of the things that stuck with me over these decades, more so than his name, because <laughs> I can't remember his name, was he gave me a set of, you know those Russian dolls where you open the big one and there's one inside? You open that one and there's another one inside it and it goes on through like four or five dolls. What are those called? I can't remember what they're called. But he gave me a set of these dolls. And I opened them all at, out at the dinner table at the restaurant and they're really pretty and um, thanked him for them. And he said to me, this is so you always remember to hire people who are bigger than you. And that has stuck with me through my entire career. Ironically, at the same place, I had built this huge IT department and everything, and, and I was bringing on some system database designer developer. And HR came to see me one day, and, and they said, Robin, you know, we think you're going to have a problem with this, with this developer. And I said, well, why is that? I think she's great. She's awesome. We had, a, we had a great meeting. We had a great interview. 
And she and very uncomfortably, the HR person said, well, she makes more money than you. And I said, so, right? Well, first I should make more money, but that's just on the side. <laughs> but seriously, that's a skill set that we don't have. And it's a skill set in demand. And just because I have someone on my team that makes more money than I do, doesn't that mean we're all better together because we have those skills together? So it made me think of Jeff there, see, I remembered his name, and those Russian dolls, to always hire people that are bigger than me and translate that into that have more skills than I do, that can do things that I can't, that complement my skills. And I don't feel threatened because that person is so awesome in insert skill name. I hope they are. So personal leadership around this is I know what I do well. I know what I'm an expert in, and I know I'm not an expert in everything. But I can surround myself with people who are, and that's going to be a successful outward leader. The next one is connect and don't separate the different parts of your life. Oftentimes people say, you know what, you need to leave work at work, and when you come home, you need to just focus on home. Well, you can still be committed to your work if your commitment supports your personal life. You don't have to trade one for the other as long as you can manage internally the ones above it. Manage your focus, manage your energy, and know what you do well. Then you can connect or disconnect as you need to so that your life is well-rounded. And the final one is, I'll leave you with this for tonight, when you learn to lead yourself, you get more free time, more choice, and more control over who you are. So at my current job, I'll leave you with this story and the reason why personal leadership is so important to me. I came into the environment was in a little bit of upheaval. So there was a new CISO. There were people in the department who had been there for, you know, 10 or 15 years. They were resentful of this new CISO because, you know, it's the typical story. Who's this new person that comes in and think they can change everything, right? How many times have we all heard that story? Okay. So some of the old guard resented the new guard. And then here, this this CISO hired this other woman, me, to come in. And so now there's these two women. And it just, there was a lot of negativity in the department, but it was really old and negativity that just didn't belong. We got HR involved. We did some team building. We did all kinds of, of types of things to understand each other. We did, you know, all the typical um Typical things you do in a room that's yeah, with a department that's that's going through conflict. And one of the days we were all in this room and there was about 15 of us in there. It was the whole department, including my boss. She was there and HR was there and they were facilitating this conversation. And this goes to courageous leadership. So courageous leadership is one of my favorite leadership traits, right, which is finding the courage to say what needs to be said and say it in a way that makes change rather than offending other people. So that day, 
all the old guard in the room, they were being very snarky and they were being very negative about, well, the company doesn't want to change and this doesn't want to change. And yeah, go ahead and try to do that. And so coming to work every day became felt terrible because everybody was so negative and it just felt awful to come to work. And so that day in that meeting, I had had enough. And I spoke up and said, I hate sarcasm. When you are sarcastic to me or when you are sarcastic to another associate in front of me, it offends me. I think sarcastic is, is uh, sarcasm is worthless. It doesn't bring anything positive to the environment. It's nine times out of 10 negative about our company. And that's not the place that I want to work. And they were shocked. Their eyes had saucers. You know, they were like, wow, I had no idea that one, we were doing that. And two, it was landing that way on you. Well, it does. And I'll tell you, since that day, two and a half years ago, there hasn't been any negative sarcasm in the department. And since then, the department has done a 180. But I did a follow-up meeting profanity right um so what i did a follow-up with hr uh, several weeks later because i left that meeting that day determined i went home and thought about it and i thought you know what i choose so this goes to this last when you learn to lead yourself more free time choice and control i chose to take that job. I chose to go to that office. I chose to work in that department. I chose to work for that CISO. And by gosh, I choose to be happy at my job. So I went and met with HR for the follow-up. She said, Robin, what did you do? Why are you so happy now? <laughs> I said, because I choose to be. I realized that I have a choice of whether I'm happy or not in the workplace. I can choose. Yeah, things are gonna happen and internal audit or compliance, whatever's gonna happen, things are gonna happen, but I can choose to be happy to be here. And that was personal leadership. I chose that. She said, I wish I could bottle that and give it to everyone else. I'm like, well, you can, you can teach them how to do this. So how does it translate to here? So personal, courageous leadership, we express pride and enthusiasm. We don't have everything together here at PGIP, but we're working on it. We're trying to. And honestly, I don't think we will ever reach the end. We will ever say we've done it or we're done. We have such turnover every eight to 10 weeks or 10 to 12 weeks, and everything is evolving all the time. We can do the best we can do which is bullet number two, leading by example with a can-do attitude. And it can be better for us as we cycle through. And those of us who stay, it can get better over time. So we commit to do what's right for the company, our fellow interns and our clients, and we deliver. We motivate our peers, we assume personal responsibility, we express our opinions and ideas. We have healthy, lively conversations. We admit our weaknesses. We express our strengths. We embrace change. We manage emotions. And we challenge others. And we challenge the status quo. I'm not even going to talk about the derailers, which is that column on the right. You all can, can think about that later, which are the things that 
actually inhibit us from being successful. But I want to choose, I choose to stay with the positive behaviors that I'm proud to be here at PGIP. I'm proud to be, you know, a returning, a returning alum and proud to, to learn from all of you, but also to help you learn from my experience too. At the end of the day, you decide your actions and reactions to every situation, the good, bad, the ugly, the indifferent, the awesomeness, the fabulousness, you know, the, the quantum teaming that Doc always is, is teaching us about. We decide what kind of internship we're going to make. We decide what kind of company we're going to make. And we decide how to act and react in every situation. And I hope you all make it good and decide to make it good. Okay. That's it for tonight. There's a little bit about Robin. Does anybody have any questions about everything I just just explained?